Why are my feet wet? It's a ghost ship. I vote we leave. Who votes we leave? Shut up. Mate, that's it. I thought they were sinking, so they abandoned ship. Stupid bastards. Oh my god, he's right. You're right. Yeah, they all jumped overboard. You know, I can just see the last asshole in saying, Shit, yes, we forgot the lifeboats. Guess we're just gonna have to swim for it. <laughs> you got a real big mouth on you, you know that? Yeah, I know that. Scott, if your life had a face, I would punch it. Yeah. Wait, what? Let me ask you something. Why would always you make the point of saying someone's not a genius? You think I'm especially not a genius? Veronica, why are you pulling my dick? Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. Hello everyone and welcome to another installment of the greatest moments in the history of forever. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And this is episode number 84, Deep Rising. And this uh, is listener request. a listener request. What is this? Our Something. sixth? Some number of listener requests. I believe it's our sixth the, listener uh, request. Return to the listener request on a day when we receive a DVD in the mail. Yeah, that's true. This is our sixth listener request, uh, and this is from... Who was this from? Uh, Brockway. Aaron Brockway. <laughs> a full name <laughs> Okay, for the wow. That's right. All right, yeah. So, you know, we set out some boundaries for the listener requests. We said movies, and that was pretty much it. So, good job. So, good job picking a movie. That's right. Now, uh, it met the criteria. Yeah. It's the bare minimum because this is barely a movie. <laughs> Oof! Uh, no, that's not even to true. Talk about with this one though. Yeah. So we hope you've enjoyed parts one and two of our 2017 oh, yeah. year in review. Uh, People are into it. I, yeah, I can't believe it. Yeah, some good buzz going. Absolutely. Um, the world was really I I a little volume. Kind of waiting for our take on the 2017 awards season you know people aren't always sure what to think and we're here oh <laughs> to yeah. let them know what they should think <laughs> when uh, it comes to the best of the year people aren't sure what to think about what we think <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think people will kind of be I, i'm glad that people have kind of been into the into it so far but i actually think part three which will be coming probably later oh, in yeah. the month it will be the big one because that's going to be our some of our like more I, I guess you would say under the radar type picks because the oh, last yeah. one we did like a lot of the awards front runners. Now yeah, we're going to tell you the ones that like really got our attention and kind of set us apart from the rest of the critical uh, world. That's right. Yeah, but we'll get to uh, that when we get to it. And like we said, I think we'll do a part four where we'll do a more traditional oscar predictions and i think we'll save our top tens the official lists for that part four which will probably come out right before the oscars which is at the beginning of march whoa okay and we will do so lots to come lot 
to look forward to, really. Right. right. So this yeah. is our sixth listener request. We have a couple more to get through as far as round one of listener requests is concerned. Almost uh, wrapping it up, though. I think uh, we're going to do one more after this one, and then we'll probably do at least one of our own episodes before we finish it off with with that dvd we got in the mail today yeah it's a lot of big things because we're yeah finishing up the listener request we have uh the this whole little give us a second series uh basically wrapping up 2017 and then we're also approaching our 100th episode so yeah and we're gonna have to really get serious about that's right at least the final like 10 leading yeah, up to it. Yeah, we can't or just so. be uh, giving these spots away to nothing movies, I mean. <laughs> yeah, so this movie, Deep Rising, it's about... Did I say the name of the movie at the I don't, beginning? Uh, I think you had to have. I'm sure you did. <laughs> well, the movie today, as you can see from the title, so it's not that big of a deal, is Deep Rising, a 1998 horror action, would you describe it? Yeah. Sci- sci-fi uh, horror action kind of film somehow yeah an attempt to kind of be in the vein of alien Alien, jurassic park uh speed Two, cruise control (laughs) (laughs) yeah if you put those three movies together you'd probably get something close to this yeah um i was i I, you said you had seen this movie before i had never even heard of it or, uh, or I, seen it. This was something I, I, that I certainly had seen on like HBO in my younger years. I don't. What year did this come out? I think it said ninety eight. Okay, yeah. I I don't know when I saw it. Sometime in the the early two thousands, I I certainly saw it just airing on HBO. And uh, I don't know. I had a fun time with it. I mean, Famke Jansen just really looking quite stunning when she's wearing that uh red dress. Yeah, kind of a bummer that she didn't stick with that the entire time or the you know the entire like yeah at some point she needs to get into her kind of uh combat outfit jeans and a wife beater yeah not a lot to look at from like a creep perspective in this one it is a lot of guys yeah and a lot of like it's kind of one of those things too where it's like people like enough you guys are just talking about nudity all the time and it's like Okay, yeah, I understand. Maybe you think... So what? Uh, yeah, okay, is it over the top? Maybe. No. But here's the thing. Nudity is a part of movies, and for me... <laughs> it's the best part, as far this, as I'm concerned. Is it, why does this movie exist if it doesn't have nudity? Do, well, you know what I, mean I, fe- I kind of feel that way about most. Right, but... Uh, but yeah, I, this one, it, this seems like this is... Unfortunately, I kind of have the... The feeling that this was supposed to be more, way more serious of an entry than it turned out to be. Oh, no. It, it, it kind of comes out being like very like B movie schlocky. Uh. And if they would have kind of like embraced that and turned into it a little bit, I think this could be a lot more enjoying enjoyable. Unfortunately, you know, it's not. It doesn't really even quite fall into that like so bad it's good kind of category for me. Yeah, it's so bad that it's still bad. <laughs> Um, now you were explaining to me a little bit of what you were reading about before we even watched it. And, uh, the idea was that the, the the script was actually written with Harrison Ford in mind for the lead. And you can kind of add. Yeah. I don't know if the script was written with him, but that's who they wanted. Okay. All right. Well, uh, well, it seems like the character is kind of like, uh. 
a Han Solo yeah, like kind of a, guy. a smuggler, <laughs> kind of uh, uh, whatever he's doing in this movie is like a made up thing. It's like modern uh, pirates who they well, here, smuggle on the sea. Well, here's what we get here. Deep Rising is a 1998 American action horror film directed by Steven Summers and starring Treat Williams, Famke Jansen, and Anthony Heald. It was distributed by Hollywood Pictures and Synergy Pictures and released on January 30th, 1998. Basically, Treat Williams stars as Finnegan. He has like a crew. They're hired by a group of mercenaries, generic mercenaries. We're not really sure how this group came to be. It's kind of a like a a mix mash of you know muscular guys different races there's like an asian well, like a, uh, a couple of black guys it's kind of like a whole separated out by uh, finnegan rainbow having a coalition of mercenaries finnegan having his own crew which includes two people one who does this kind of ridiculous bobcat goldwaith uh so voice. You're, say, you're saying does the voice? So you're you're thinking that's not even his real voice? I was kind of just thinking this it is the most like annoying. It seems like a little bit I've put on. Seen. I think it's at least exaggerated. Probably. I think it's affected to some degree. Uh, and then aside from him, we have this uh, kind of cute Asian girl, not afraid to get topless in front of the captain. Although we, the viewer, don't get a look there. Yeah, uh, that was kind of a bummer. I don't um, really understand that. Yeah. But yeah, they, she's dating the Bobcat Goldthwaite kind of guy. I don't really know what his character's name is. I, I don't or know. why she would be dating him. Um, yeah, and he turns out to be kind of one of the three main characters, but I, I, I don't really even... He's. I think he's, at times throughout the film, he's supposed to be kind of the comic relief, but it's kind of just a dud. Right. Like it Yeah, some, it, it doesn't play. A well, lot of swings and misses for me. So you're saying it's like, okay, we wanted to cast Harrison Ford in it. We ended up on Treat Williams. How many people in between I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't know who Treat Williams was. Oh, I, I I assumed black. He well, I know Treat Williams because I believe he was in one of the substitute movies. I never saw those. Uh I have seen a couple of them. <laughs> On USA original, well, not original, USA programming. I, I I think it's just like those, the substitute movies would yeah. be on USA or TNT. And I know Treat Williams is in at least one of them. Yeah. Well, I was kind of shocked that he's kind of just this generic white guy. But anyway. But so- what do you think? It's like Harrison Ford, Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer. Would you go so Patrick far Swayze? as to say like a Sam Neill? Or was he too old? Uh, I, I I think he could have been in the mix, or even a Goldblum. Yeah, uh, well, I, although I don't know if I see Goldblum as just like a Goldblum's not firing off uh automatic weapons, which I I think is a part of this role. Yeah, I mean, I guess they didn't want to go like because you would think like, well, would that would like a a traditional like action player like or like um. Stallone, Schwarzenegger, right. Van Damme, would they be in the mix? I don't know. Maybe they were trying to like go a different direction. Although, I'm assuming guys like Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis, who are still pretty big in the 90s, would probably be even of a higher paycheck than Ford. Would yeah. Command. 
Now, so, I mean, those guys may never have been in the mix. Although, who knows? Maybe Treat Williams was the second choice behind Harrison <laughs> Ford. I don't the know. The budget for this movie was what? I think it was like 40, 45 million. And I guess. If they could have gotten Ford, though. It was more. It well, doesn't specify. Yeah. It just uh, went down substantially. Basically, it was an additional 20 million just to cover Ford's salary. Well, probably even more than right. what would cover his salary. I think they just gave the project a lot less yeah. money. Now, we should point out that the total box office in America for Deep Rising with, on a $45 million budget was $11.2 million, so Not great. Uh, <laughs> kind of that's a disaster. A loss. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for really not going well. Although, it's like... I think you, they knew it was a disaster because this movie was actually filmed in... 96 and was supposed to come out in the fall oh boy yeah of 97 and kept getting pushed back although i guess like fall of 97 to january is not that long but it definitely got delayed so these mercenaries are aboard uh finnegan's little uh boat and they're deep in the south china sea in an undisclosed location in the middle of the ocean any idea what year this is supposed to be taking place in that is unclear i it I would say it's a combination of present day slash, slash near future. Near future. Right. Okay. A little bit in the future. I mean, the whole boat that Treat Williams owns and operates and captains. Yeah. That, it, it it's doesn't, ridiculous. Right. It's something yeah. that would never exist. But it, oh, it's kind of a little bit of that. What are you referring to? That? The used future thing? Because yeah. it is kind of beat up a little bit. He's playing like free cell or solitaire on his weird computer. Yeah, he's basically like piloting a, a boat. I guess captaining a boat, a chair that from sort like of, a video uh, game rocks chair viciously. Yeah, <laughs> but like just with using a computer screen. I I don't know. It's it's really kind of an odd situation. So he's got this. So they're basically hired by this group of mercenaries. They go out into this uh, ocean, kind of I guess on like a an unknown to Finnegan's crew as to what the mission even is. Uh, and they come across this uh, luxury cruise ship, which we kind of cut to from time to time. And we see, you know, the the rich kind of people enjoying themselves. We see Famke Jansen get in trouble for stealing. So she gets like locked in some the brig. Yeah, some place on the boat. Uh, and then they kind of abruptly stop because there's like a saboteur who like shuts down the um we see the saboteur but we don't know who it is at the time yeah like shuts down the ship's navigation and communication systems (laughs) which i do love it's like you you point out while we're watching it's like always the idea of what the future was going to be and it's like CD-ROMs playing a heavy part <laughs> in technology. Oh yeah, there's a lot of CD-ROMs on this luxury cruise ship. Oh yeah, like it's and that's what causes everything to crash. Who knew the power of CDs? Yeah, that was actually we were making the comments during that scene. It was very reminiscent of the Wayne Knight sequences oh, yeah. from Jurassic Park, right. and you kind of expected Nedry to pop up on the screen, so like, uh uh uh, <laughs> but like. At the same time that they get sabotaged and get stuck out in the ocean, that's when they kind of collide with something unknown coming out of the water. Panicking passengers are attacked, although we don't see like a ton of that because they kind of save that for like a later reveal. Oh, yeah. They, it takes a long time to see like the monsters in this movie and see oh, what they're yeah. doing. Like it, it, The buildup is kind of... 
ridiculous. It I don't know if they're kind of I mean, like going for a Jaws, like, oh, the suspense will be what's what kills you kind of thing, but it doesn't work because now, it, it uh, seems so generic. One of the mercenaries random. is, uh, I, and I don't know how you say his name, is it Wes Studi? Studi? I mean, yeah. uh, the kind of the, the famous guy that plays Indian villains in movies generally. Uh, yeah, he's actually in the Hostels movie. Right. The Indian but, or the Native American. So, so he's sorry. in it and he's kind of uh, the lead mercenary dude. And it, Does it seem like at times with him and Treat Williams, it's almost like they're going for an Arnold Schwarzenegger, Apollo Creed, Predator relationship? <laughs> like, I, I mean, they're a little Creed. bit more adversary than that. But there's the one part where like West Studio or whatever, like, gives him the gun and they kind of like do a little side by side shooting. Well, yeah, there's you a lot s- of like uh, initial like there's some in, like initial tension on Finnegan's boat before they even are aware of the the you know, the luxury cruise liner oh, yeah. and what the plan is going to be because the one guy with the Bobcat Goldthwait voice, I should really just find out what oh, that character's man. name yeah, is. Yeah, he is. I can't refer to him as that the whole time. He, right, it t- too many syllables, really. He basically kind of snoops through their stuff and sees that they have like warheads and all this <laughs> They managed garbage. to get those on board with nobody noticing. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, he's, they're acting like they're just finding this out, but it's like, I mean, there's only... It's crates of them on board. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit much. Yeah, that guy's name is Joey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that's really, a little bit really less of a mouthful. But yeah, then once they get onto the the main cruise liner, they kind of um, you know they can't find any of the passengers. They don't know what's going on. So then, yeah, we, I mean, we've been weaving between, in between two storylines, and you point out kind of like a Christopher Nolan Dunkirk. We're kind of playing <laughs> with time here. We we thought everything was happening simultaneously, but then we realize oh okay the stuff we were seeing originally maybe on the boat happened the cruise ship on the cruise ship yeah Yeah. that that happened probably a little bit earlier and it's not completely synced up because once they actually get onto the cruise ship they can't find any passengers they don't know what's going on right obviously like the suspense is kind of building with music like oh something fucked up is going on we saw like some of the passengers get like sucked through the toilet and (laughs) stuff well that's yeah that's like kind of the first major death that you get but it's like uh, it's another one of these things where we're always kind of like uh, playing with uh, logic when it comes to technology because they're just like, oh, we ran into a speeder and our boat is fucked up. But if we get onto the cruise ship, we think we can get to a specific place on the cruise ship where we can find the parts that we need to repair our boat and then we can move on. Right. And obviously the mercenaries are still trying to get into the vault. And they're like, and- oh, yeah. Okay. That, yeah. All right. Yeah. Come on. Come on aboard. We'll go to the vaults. You go get the parts. Quotes. I mean, it's, it's always like, it's like the Phantom Menace. Like, we can go get the parts and repair our ship. <laughs> it's always just the vague idea of parts. Eventually, it's kind of revealed that the, I, I don't know, I guess it was like the ship, the ship's uh, architect, like the designer guy, played by the main, like, shitty psychiatrist. Yeah. In, Silence of the Lambs, right. Anthony Heald. I believe he's in uh, the X-Men movies, too, or he, at least one of them. He's the one that sabotaged the boat or the the cruise ship, and the plan was to have these it guys was an come inside on board, job. Yeah. steal this money, steal from all the passengers and do whatever, and then sink it with 
with missiles. When the twist uh, plays out, you would say very minimal impact to the yeah, viewing audience. There's no... <laughs> it's like, who gives a shit right. at that point? Uh, now, before we even kind of re- review... Our, before that's all revealed to us, as the uh, mercenaries and Treat Williams and everybody get on board the, cr- the cruise ship, they run into Trillian. Famke Jansen. Yeah, that's a pretty cool name. Right. I'm going to be honest with you. I I don't really know how much more I can do with this plot. Oh, okay. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> but I, I just wanted to bring I'm up... I'm just ready to bail out of this movie, uh, like, right now. Yeah, we don't have to go through the whole part, but uh, I'm just... I wanted to say that they run into Trillian. I mean, come on. Yeah, that I name? mean, it, they had to have, like, uh, an attractive woman in the mix. Um, we were talking before... They originally had Claire Forlani from Mallrats fame right. in that role, and she apparently only worked on the movie for three days before being replaced. <laughs> that one um, didn't work out. It didn't take. We just like, especially me, I was just like blown away in the rewatch of Mallrats last year with how attractive she is. Yeah, I mean, something she's I hadn't really noticed that. in the millions of other times of watching Mallrats. Yeah, it's weird that that detail seemed to uh go past you but i was like oh i don't know but (laughs) it was i mean when we were briefly discussing this before i'm like oh i mean who even is a bigger star claire forlani or uh famka jensen which you wouldn't think famka jensen is that but it's like oh well she is in three x-men movie yeah i'd give the slight edge to jensen um who's no slouch in the looks department herself um oh yeah I, mean, I enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, I mean, she is in uh, the Taken movies as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's got a much bigger career than Forlani. Yeah. Um, so Meet Joe Black, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the rest of the movie kind of plays out uh, not too much unlike Alien. They're kind of navigating like through the, the giant cruise ship. Eventually, we see these giant sea monster things and it's um, not great i was looking up like what they're supposed to be like because they they have oh, this explanation. explanation yeah it is yeah okay so it's built there's in, a theory right? that the creatures are an extreme evolution of the atoya which liquefy their victims and then eject their carcasses yeah so i i looked into what this atoya is and i mean this is like the biggest stretch <laughs> <laughs> These things are like worm creatures that were kind of discovered from fossils. It's kind of like a tremors look to these things. First of all, they're supposed to be in the South China Sea. These things, when they existed, which was 508 million years ago. Oh, wow. They I, existed I exclusively. They've only ever been found in the Burgess Shale of British Columbia. That's oh, this right. Movie Western does, Canada. Uh, this movie does not hold up then. And these things are typically only about eight centimeters in length. Well, I mean, So these evolution. are supposed to be some giant mutant versions that were way, way down at the very bottom of the deepest, darkest part of the ocean. And they've come up, and they're basically these brown worm blob things that kind of conceivably move through water and not water which doesn't really make a ton of sense yeah they do a lot of if like, they've uh, existed for like millions of, of years underwater i don't understand of, how they're breathing uh, steel <laughs> i mean the, yeah they're very strong right. yeah 
and they seem just like endlessly hungry. Like that's the thing. Whenever these things are when portrayed, they, it's like how many do we think there are? Well, there's like the giant one at the end, right. which I don't know if that's like. I don't know if they're all connected to the giant one. I don't really. I, I didn't really get what was happening. Well, at any point. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, and I mean, it's funny too because when you read some of the reviews of this movie, which were almost completely negative, but w- when you find a positive one, they point out how great the effects are, which is kind of hilarious because Oof. I mean, th- the, I the CG this in this is rough. Just kill. Yourself, I'm guessing basically. in '98 I mean, this looked kind of cool. Uh, it doesn't now. I don't That's know. For sure. I mean, do you think a lot of people? Oh no! Actually, I know the answer to that. <laughs> I was going to say, do you think a lot of people saw this movie in the theater? No. Uh, enough that it made eleven million, which is not a great number. But I, I mean, mean, I can read you like some of the positives. Uh, Entertainment Weekly gave Deep Rising a positive review, awarding it a B minus, and trolls. stating that it is a tightly written. Often howlingly Tight? funny well, yeah. aliens knockoff that in its portrayal of tough men and tougher women under pressure favorably recalls the work of Howard Hawks. Do you feel like the women in this movie are tougher there's than the men? There's one woman. Right. Uh, well, there's the Asian girl who's dead pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, Bloody Disgusting, which is a fairly big horror website these days, stated yeah, that excellent cast... <laughs> State of art special effects and terrific acting. This is a movie that should not be missed. Um, that is like, like a shocking review. Yeah, I That's think a uh, someone's being disingenuous. But audience polled by CinemaScore gave the film an average grade of C plus on a A plus to F scale. It's like that thing where uh, everyone and, they, and Mother got an F, which we talked. <laughs> about. <laughs> it's like it's like when like a movie like Inception is in like. A hundred percent, and then somebody is giving it the one like scathing negative review. This is the reverse of that. The Rotten Tomato scores was thirty one percent, but it was That's also not... on Ro- Roger Ebert's most hated films uh, list. Yeah, thirty one percent, not a complete beatdown, really. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I'm I, I I do feel like I'm probably being overly harsh. I think if 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 I was in the right mood when I watch this i would maybe like embrace kind of the dare i say roadhouse-esque action to it where it's just comical but like i don't i don't necessarily get pumped up seeing like a bunch of dudes shooting like these huge machine guns at like a generic brown worm alien like i was kind of just like this is like the stereotypical mindless action movie at some point though i this whole formula which is kind of gone away a little bit uh of just the weird supernatural villain the sort of like team of people along the way getting like picked off one at a time i mean it's kind of like it's like hollow man you know and the kills like aren't even particularly great because they're all kind of the same but i do kind of uh I guess it just reminds me of a time that doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) This whole, this formula for a movie. Well, I will give props to a couple of things. Um, First, I did like the scene where uh, they finally come across the part of the boat that has like kind of the bloody skeletal remnants of the entire 
group of passengers that were on this oh, boat. Oh, yeah. Because, like I said, these giant aliens, they, like, suck you in. Not aliens, but sea monsters. They suck you in <laughs> and so liquefy you and then spit out your bones. Yeah, uh, as they do, right. So they find the room with, like, all of the remains of, like, just hundreds of them. And it's kind of this giant tomb kind of thing. It's like a giant ballroom with, like, all these skeletons and stuff. That's pretty cool. And I will say that the last moment of the film, like, the final thing, I do, was hilarious right. to me. Yes. Because it was I, so I unexpected. Yeah. That is one thing that I did remember about it that I was kind of... Uh, looking forward to to getting it again. Although my memory of the end was, I thought that you actually saw something. I couldn't remember what it was, but I thought that you saw something in the woods. But you really, you don't. You just see like the trees getting destroyed, and you like something hear that, kind yeah. of like a dinosaur as right. noise or something. But I remember years. But we should well, we should explain. I guess then I was kind of holding it off. Yeah, well, I mean, we can get there. So yeah. they, you know. Basically, the only three survivors are Finnegan, Joey, and Trillian, uh, Famke Jansen, and they escape the cruise liner on jet skis. They spot this island in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> jet skis. It's like able, uh, it's close enough that San they can jet Andreas. ski to it because they can't use the boat because the boat they 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 ended up losing the parts of the boat and they couldn't fix it, so they end up using the jet skis, I guess. Right? Yeah, all that they go to get the parts and. They so they end up on this island, and at first it's just Trillian and Finnegan, and then Joey kind of oh. ends up washing on shore. And yeah. it's like... What a bummer. I was like, yeah, the yeah. first thing you should say... <laughs> it's like, how long until they're fucking pig roasting her on the beach? <laughs> it's just like, Jesus. I know, but it's like, if you're Tree Williams, you just went through this whole shit, you finally got this babe on the back of the jet ski, and you're rolling up to this island, it's like... Holy shit, this sucks. I lost my boat. I lost my crew. I'm stranded on this island. But I got this babe, and it's just the two of us. And you're like, all right, well, I can make this work. And then all of a sudden, like, Joey comes rolling up with his insanely annoying voice. And his horrible Wouldn't hair. Wouldn't you just be like, all right, listen, let's wait till he falls asleep, and we'll smash his head in with a giant rock. It's, I mean, what? I, I don't I even know. think you need to tell Trillian. No, you well, that's the to, thing. You she just might, need to do well, it. Well, she might be like, I mean, I'm sure she's like scheming, like I'm gonna pit these two against each other, like. Uh, so yeah, I would say cut her out of the equation, get rid of Joey, and then get her back in the equation. Basically, they wash up on this island, and then there's a loud roar echoing from the forest, and something huge crashes towards them through the trees, and then the camera pulls back, and it kind of shows the island to be like a primordial prehistoric looking island with like an erupting volcano and like possibly dinosaurs or something and Finnegan is just saying now what like as the film ends and it sounds kind of lame describing it but (laughs) after you go through this whole thing with this giant like you know previously unknown sea monster that they managed to destroy using the the missile payload that the mercenaries had brought by sending that into the boat and it explodes and they barely escape and then all of a sudden like i just liked i think i liked that the the last twist was something completely different like it wasn't more of the sea monster it was like now it's like 
out of all of that, we just happen to discover this previously unknown island that still has dinosaurs or whatever or, on it. Or whatever it is, and it's something that's obviously, like, insane. The, the camera's panning back, and we only see, like, like trees getting destroyed. It's yeah, the, and, like, uh, a volcano. It just the, It's, like, it looks out of time. It's, the smoke monster. <laughs> yeah, it's from, basically the island right, from Lost. Yeah, I mean, a bald, previously paraplegic man stands up. This is when da- this is where Damon Lindelof got the idea. I oh, think. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I guess like the main, uh, yeah, the main climax of the film is when they finally get to that. They're about to escape, and then they come across that monstrous, huge thing. Because, like, I will say that, like, up until that last monster scene i kind of was picturing more of like snake shaped things oh yeah like worms like the actual thing it's based on but that thing is just like a like almost like a huge version of uh that pink brain character from ninja turtles squid octopus-esque yeah but like less animal like and more glob what is the deal with that pink brain character from the ninja turtles cartoon really i don't remember what okay yeah he was like i always kind of saw he was like an alternate big villain like yeah separate from shredder like it was like a separate story but like what but a i don't remember what crazy it was. idea remember I he mean, was like in the stomach he would be of housed a big... in that giant <laughs> mannequin body thing yeah <laughs> cartoons were weird i know it's like what was going on with a lot of this stuff I don't know. I don't remember. Like, my memory's gotten so bad that I don't really remember details to anything, let alone a cartoon that I watched when I was, like, in kindergarten. Well, could be something to revisit at some point. Yeah, speaking of revisiting, still going real strong on the step-by-step rewatch. Yeah. Do you want to touch base about what could be on the horizon for people? (laughs) Well... Maybe why, I, I'm strongly why considering you, an yeah. episode by episode blog. Uh, I don't know what you would even call it, like an episode review blog. Yeah, I think of that's, step by step. That is what they call it. <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I, I don't think they call it anything. All right, Mister Memes and Tumblr and Reddit over yeah, here. That's right. That's me. <laughs> tell me what the internet is. It's not called anything. <laughs> uh, but I do think you know. Once you started pitching this idea to me, I was like. Yeah, I think like our listeners are really going to be into this, and they could be in for a real treat. Really, I feel like <laughs> like I'm talking about getting like screenshots and going like full like yeah in oh. depth like ten thousand words about each episode. Yeah, we'll have to talk to Bell about getting you set up so you can get the screenshots that you need. Really, yeah, I don't know. We'll I, we'll figure it out. Um, so more to come. I want to just say also, uh, with these listener requests, uh, I do think it's funny that somebody actually sent us a DVD. Yeah. Because I will say it's kind of unnecessary, uh, although, I mean, I guess we could give it back, but I well, that person I came across a around. used Blu-ray of Deep Rising. It's part of a one of the Mill Creek double feature Blu-rays. Oh, with the famous... 
Yeah, they for some reason they put out these Blu-rays. They all kind of look the same. It says like two really big on it. Two movies, double feature. This has Deep Rising. Yeah. Uh, and it also has a movie called The Puppet Masters starring Donald Sutherland. And this is not about the puppet, like the evil puppet, like Puppet Master. This is The Puppet Masters. And it looks like it's probably equally as terrible. Or considerably worse, even. Now, I like how I like the like, little quote uh, for Deep Rising on the back of the Blu ray. It just says, quote, dot, 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 truly horrifying, unquote. <laughs> that seems like they just took yeah, part of a sentence like literally. it's truly horrifying that this movie was made. <laughs> <laughs> right. it's like, and they're like, all right, that's positive. Uh, truly that's like, horrifying. Uh, your epitaph. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's like a two movie Blu-ray Well, set. my point was I paid money for this. Shocking. And the next listener request, which... I'm going to go out on a limb and say may even be worse right. than this. Um, We're talking the next one. I'm not going to say what it is, but yeah. straight to DVD. Right. That was never a theatrical deal. No, 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 no. And it's like an embarrassing movie. This was at least in theaters. And I am I, I bought a used DVD of the next one. So, I, I mean, I'm yeah. really... I, I feel like um, since I'm investing the money... I don't feel as bad about shitting. I don't the know if uh, people have an appreciation. <laughs> I mean, at one point, I feel like you were a respected member Blu-ray. of society, and now I've bought a thousand. Yeah, I, well, Blu-rays. that's the thing. I, I don't think people understand that you have to walk up. So, not everyone may be familiar with uh, the Blu-ray shopping that we do in this region. But that, it, well, I know what you're going to say that that does not apply to the Deep Rising one. Well, okay, but I I mean I still had to take it to a counter. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is and they're and you're like, well, I get two movies out of this though, and they're like, yeah, that it's not making it better. Well, luckily the place that I bought the Deep Rising two pack Blu-ray is a place where they're used to bu- people buying like fucked up movies and like weirdo (laughs) movies and all kinds of crazy shit uh the next one though which we can talk about more when we record the next episode that is a doubly humiliating circumstance to get that movie yeah but Uh, i did it well yeah because you're dedicated to the show and the listeners really yeah and plus for this one as much as i i didn't really care what happened at all in this movie and was not invested in it. I still kind of liked the idea of watching a movie that I had never even heard of. Like and it I was just kind of like, Hey, here's a new thing that you don't know about. Really? Give it a shot. We had a good time watching it. I mean, I think we had some good jokes. It was certainly much funnier than the conversation we're having <laughs> now, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think like our strength is really, you know, let's talk about, what happens on that island with Finnegan, Joey, and Trillian. That's where our gold is. Yeah. That's really what I want to find out. An adventure on a boat with a big giant monster. That's, I mean... And here's the thing. Too many dudes. Way too many dudes. The guy from Blood Diamond slash The Island. Yeah. He's in it for like a minute. Yeah, he makes an appearance. I can't remember that guy's Um, name. Yeah, I don't know that guy's name either. Kind of a hard name to say, if what I do you remember th- uh, You're probably correct. Although I will say it is a skill of yours to be able to pronounce <laughs> foreign Yeah, we've had a lot of... <laughs> yeah. Is that the 
Uh, it's like Digimon Hanzu. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> that sounds right. What do you think your most humiliating DVD slash Blu-ray purchasing moment is? I don't know. Nothing even comes to mind. So I think next the next listener request might be the wow, one that I okay. re- that, yeah, well, that's, okay, that's yeah. just standing out because it was recent. Yeah, I, I mean, I have no shame when I buy things right. that I Um I still feel like... I've bought some real questionable movies. Like, uh, I took this movie up to the counter at oh. Ides and had no shame. <laughs> As he's uh, holding up a Blu-ray case to me with a swastika on it, basically, that says, what is it? Love, Love- Camp 7. <laughs> And it's like two Nazi guys basically like sexually assaulting a woman. Right. Kind of. Who's like um, tied up. Did I buy the Babysitter DVD or the I, Babysitter's Club or did you? I, you know what? When I was like, uh, you know, inv- doing an inventory on yeah. my Blu-ray and DVD collection, I put the Babysitter's Club into mine. Yeah. I think we were together. I kind of think you may have bought it, but I mean, I'm right. willing to take it for free. Yeah, I, I'm just <laughs> I, I don't remember. I do feel like it might have been me that bought it. Uh, now I think for me though, I still think back to having to ask the employee of a a certain store to open the uh case to get uh what is it the Amanda Bynes movie that we like so much? She's the man. She's the man. And I was like, oh, this is, like, humiliating. I'm having to ask, like, a 19-year-old girl to get She's the Man DVD <laughs> out of this case. And as she's – I was like, can you – she's like, what do you need in here? I'm like, uh, I, I think I'm going to get She's the Man. And she goes, that's a really good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Yeah, Preach. the thing that you have to keep in mind is, like, the people that, like, actually work at these stores have, like, terrible taste. Oh, I know. So They're it's great. Like, yeah. Who are they to judge? No, <laughs> I know it's good. So I don't know. What do, do we have anything left to say about <laughs> Deep Rising? I feel like we barely talked about it, but I mean, well, we got to a certain point though, going through the plot where it's like, what are you gonna do? It's just they, a bunch of like shooting. Yeah, they just run around shooting. They go to like different parts of the boat. I do like uh, whenever jet skis play a major part. Oh, yeah. I mean, this movie is so 90s right. from the terrible CG to the lack of, like, any kind of um, redeeming qualities <laughs> in any of the characters to the use of uh, jet skis and kind of, like, anonymous, uh, tech- like, not anonymous, but kind of, like, just unrealistic like, technology. Just, yeah, just throwing in, like, a bunch of, like, blinking lights, CD-ROMs. I'm trying to look up like, what that doctor, his name was from. I will say, I do like that part. Dr. Where, Chilton. Uh, yeah, Dr. That's Chilton. That's the guy. Right. If you were thinking from Silence of the Lambs, he's like the main villain. Oh, yeah. He, of that's course, right. gets killed. Oh, my. God. Yeah, I don't know he's, why I was He ends up him. being more of a villain than the mercenaries he was going to work that's with. That's true. Yeah. Not uh, that they necessarily spare any of them, the way, but just straight up axes a dude in the head too. That dude from Blood Diamond, right? Well, he was thinking it was the monster, right? <laughs> just knocking at the door. <laughs> <laughs> what a 
adult. <laughs> wow, that's so weird though. I was uh I was dead wrong thinking about I was picturing let me show you in a minute. The guy from X Men He he is in the third X Men. Oh, okay. I was just on his IMDb. Okay, okay. He's in okay. the third one, I think. Okay, that's what it is, yeah. Which I've never seen. Uh well, you know, it's not great, but Brett Ratner directed the third X Men movie. Yeah, but only because What's his face? Brian left, Singer. He like left in the middle to go do that Superman movie. Right. Well, Superman Returns or whatever. Or left in the middle to be involved in some sort of well, I, weird underage scandal. Yeah, I, I don't even want to. The joke is too dark for me even. <laughs> and we'll make it it's a, too off real. mic. Off yeah. mic. Right, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that'll do it. I think. Will it? I mean, did we give... I don't know. If the, I don't know if it got a fair I feel shake. Like this was pretty short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say that like it's interesting at least that there was a time 20 years ago now, I guess, which I guess isn't that recent, but it see 98 still feels recent to me because now yeah. I'm old, but like um almost 20 years by the way. Well, really? Yeah. 20 years. I just years. said 20. I right. literally <laughs> Well, you know what? I don't yeah. This is the last episode. Yeah, I mean, come on. How many times are you just going to repeat something that I just said? Well, it's going to happen from time to time. (laughs) You're going to have that. But what I was going to say was, okay, 20 years ago, but 98 still feels recent and contemporary to me. But, like, there was a time when studios were willing to just give these big budgets out and take big swings at things that weren't a guarantee, like now everything is so safe that they give the big budgets to known commodities, to known properties, to sequels and remakes and um adaptations from established popular things and you know, they're so afraid to just take any kind of risk because honestly, I guess we've kind of set up our our economy and everything to be like if if they did a movie like this now for forty-five million and it only made eleven million, that could potentially like close up shop for like some of the the, the lesser um, production companies. It is weird. You're like someone just threw around forty million dollars to literally a some... Treat Williams vehicle. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and the director is just like some jackass who goes on to like. Okay, he did have some success after this. He, he well, made that's the, the other thing. Uh, Stephen Summers, who we didn't really talk about it, uh, who wrote and directed No relation this. to Suzanne? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> he... Well, that's good for him. That means that uh, he can go for it with Suzanne then. He was kind of coming off of... Um, let me see. I want to I get this correct because I don't want to just... So he had basically done... He did a small movie called Catch Me If You Can in 1989... Obviously not the one with uh, Leo DiCaprio that would come later. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he did The Adventures of Huck Finn, the one with Elijah Wood and uh, Courtney B. Vance. And then he did a live-action Jungle Book for Disney also, which I don't remember that at all. Uh, no, In 94. Right. And went right... And then four years later, he has Deep Rising, which is a huge bomb. <laughs> He must have already gotten the gig on The Mummy before Deep Rising came out. Because The Mummy came out in 99, and then The Mummy Returns he did in 2001. I mean, things, yeah, were... Van Helsing in 04. Oof. 
G.I. Joe, The Rise of the Cobra, or The Rise of Cobra in 2009. You can, like, uh, see a trend here. I I, I do see uh, the same director making a lot of these movies. But, I mean, I guess that the success of The Mummy and The Mummy Returns... That'll carry you. ...is enough. Was G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra a hit? I don't know if it was a hit, but I don't think it was a bomb. Is that the first one? Uh, yeah, Channing Tatum. Oh yeah, you know what? I do think that I do think like the second one is considered like the bigger because it has the Rock in it, right? I don't remember. Is the Rock in the second GI Joe movie? I'm not sure. I can't. I don't know if I saw it. I uh, I feel like I did. Yeah, he is in it. Well. And I think like Bruce Willis shows up in it at the end or something. All right. Well, that's good. Yeah. I don't know. What a career. So <laughs> <laughs> this is like, this might be our worst episode. Well, it's good to have good episodes and bad episodes. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think Famke Jansen's up to these days? Was she in like any of the Wolverines? Um, I think she makes probably like appearances in like a flashback type way or uh hallucination or whatever like what was the word yeah i don't know i stumbled <laughs> over it i'm gonna cut it out so laugh it up no no don't cut it out that was the best part of this episode <laughs> <laughs> you can't cut out the oh, laughs oh no <laughs> all right well that'll do it i think um, like this kind of reminds me a little bit of the disastrous 13 assassins pick uh, uh i will say that uh, honestly some people liked the 13 assassins episode and not just Keith. Well, I'm saying in the sense that it kind of is this disconnect between what our listeners think that we will want to talk about or, I don't know, does this dude who picked this, does he even listen to this show? I don't think he listens anymore, no. Why did we do this? Well, it's an episode we said we were going to get through these. Let's get through them. <laughs> All right. So one more listener request coming up soon. Keep an eye out for that. Or no, there's two more, but one more will be next, and yes, then we'll yeah. take a little break before we do the last one. And then we have the continuation of our 2017 year in review series through our Give oh, Us a yeah, Second episodes. I mean, and Also, be on the look for the step-by-step blog from Zach. Honestly, if we get past episode 100, maybe we'll do more listener requests we won't ever do them in big blocks though yeah like we'll take like if people want to send them in or or you know say them to us or, or text matt or whatever right we'll 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 write them down and we'll keep it in mind i don't think we're ever going to do multiples in a row no, that, though. it's just it's too much we know down. where our sweet spot is right yeah <laughs> our sweet spot and is really- like teenage girls coming of age I, sister rivalry rivalry with best friends that kind of thing <laughs> like first periods yeah <laughs> first boyfriends honestly i, I think <laughs> that's where our sweet spot we is. do have the ability to kind of get it going for anything but sometimes it's just one time so like i think we did have some good material for deep rising but honestly this should have been an audio commentary yeah because i do think we had some some good riffs anytime during like, the we, movie anytime but, we have good stuff to say as an audio commentary we're not doing it as an audio commentary and anytime and then if we, we do, set up an audio commentary and it's, it's just like we should kill ourselves grim death. basically yeah <laughs> 
Well, you start panicking and just describing every single thing that's on screen. Because you uh, stop and actually just get invested in the movie and forget <laughs> that we okay should say watch. something. Yeah. <laughs> We're allowed to have some silences. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for listening. Uh, we appreciate the listener requests. We appreciate the uh, feedback. Um, Follow the show on Twitter at Greatest Pod. Make sure you're subscribed on iTunes. Yeah. I mean, Continue that feedback. Continue please, to come tell on, your it friends. keeps it going. We will let you know the dates and the movies for the first ever greatest oh, moments true. in the history yeah. of Forever Film Fest. Right. Not that you're um, invited. Well, but you could be no. if you want. Well, most people aren't going to make the trip, but if you want to make the trip. All right. People could come. Right. But it's What's mostly so that you could watch it along with us. Maybe we'll do like a special. And live tweet the movie maybe. No, I was going to say, well, we could do that. But I was going to say we could do like after episode 100, obviously. We could do maybe. Or uh, actually, if we'd make it to give us a second, we could do it at any time. Like yeah. a, a, a recap of the first ever film festival. That'd be something to consider down the line. That is something to consider. I actually have an idea for a pretty fun give us a second that I'm going to run by you when we get off All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. God damn it. I haven't seen the sun in weeks, and I hate this weather.
And last night, I had another Monica Bellucci dream. 